Welcome to another episode of Everybody Ought to Know, a spiritual view into family, life, and leadership. Hello and welcome to Everybody Ought to Know. Uh, 2022, here we are. A, a new year, a new look into uh, spiritual views through family life and leadership. Um, this is our very first episode of the year and we're super excited to to talk and have conversations about the one and only God. Excited, Mark. Excited. Absolutely. And our first episode uh, is called When Passion Shines Through. Mm, uh, you know, it, it's a, it makes you think, you know, for sure to think about, okay, what passion, what does that really mean? What is, what can you gather from passion from oh, either yeah. looking in a dictionary or looking in the Bible in different stories and say, you know, where passion lies, Absolutely. right? So when I think of passion, Sean, I, I really thought about fire, mm. you know, and fire can do one of two things. It could either um, create or devastate. Absolutely. You know, I mean, it can create warmth. It can create light. Um, it can create uh, protection, but also what it does is it devastates. Okay. It, it burns up things It can destroy lives. It can not just harm people, but actually kill people. But that passion when harnessed in the right way and in the right yeah. direction, what it can be used for can be phenomenal. Yeah, Mark, when you have somebody that is controlling that passion the way it's supposed to, just like when you have someone controlling that fire the way it's supposed to, you can use it for its intended purpose. A fire used by uh, an expert blacksmith makes beautiful things. And a fire left unchecked destroys things that have taken hundreds, if not thousands of years to build. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, one thing that was said <clears throat> last week, we had uh, Reverend Cody Marks here preaching with us. And one thing that he said before he started preaching Sunday night kind of resonated with me. And Pastor kind of talked about it a little bit too. But being able to have a worship service, being passionate. We are a passionate church. Oh, yeah. Shines We're passionate about, you know, our faith in God. We're passionate about where we stand, you know, through God and the Word. We're passionate also about, you know, how we serve God and our families. Absolutely. So to be able to say, hey... You know, this is a church that is passionate about souls. Oh, yeah. It's huge to me. It's Absolutely. huge to say passion matters in what we do and who, what passion we serve. Of course. Not to get too far ahead. I think you'll get to this, man. But what would he be passionate about? I want to be passionate. But what is God passionate about? Mm. And if he's passionate about anything, I'd say it's souls. Right. Right. And that's exactly what we're here for. We're created to worship and to win souls to the kingdom, bring Absolutely. them for God. So <clears throat> going back to that fire, though, have you ever heard of a control burn? Uh, in terms of forestry? Is that yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. So, Explain it. So, so control burn, when you look at it, it, what it does is that whenever dead things come and surround and really just choke the life out of things. Yeah. Okay. Um, what firefighters will do, and even farmers do, they will use an extreme heat through fire and keep that fire contained yeah. to where it's safe. But what they do is they burn off all the dead, but honestly, the living things too. And what that does is what farmers cannot do. So farmers can do what? They can till the ground, right? Yes. Whenever the soil needs to be re-nutrients and things need to be brought up for the ground. Well, 
that's what the control burn does that a farmer can't do. Oh, yeah. uh, what they do is they burn it so hot. The fire gets so hot that those n- nutrients come alive and become stronger than they were before if they were just tilled. And then at that point, the things that need to be produced out of that ground are able to be produced. The things that need to come to life can come to life more than they could before. Sounds like you're saying to me that it can't reach its full potential without the fire. Exactly. And and that was that's the purpose of the fire in that moment that we have got to have. Mm-hmm. We've got to have a, a burn, a control uh, of something we can't contain to let those nu- nutrients come out. And when I think about that, this is what I think of. I think that we're the dirt. Of course. And the nutrients are what he, it's what God puts in us, the good things that God put in us. Oh, yeah. And the crop that is going to grow from that is the soul. That's the harvest. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're here for, right? We're here to har- to help harvest souls for God. And, and that's what I want to talk about passion because there's such thing as a, a great passion. And there's nothing wrong with passion, but there can be an unfocused passion. Yes. And that's what concerns me is the unfocused passion is that, hey, you know, I, I, I'm living for God now. I, I, I prayed through and, and two months later, I, I'm ready to take over the world. Oh, yeah. You know, there's nothing wrong with having the faith. But one thing we have to realize is that God has told us, go ye into all the world, preach mm-hmm. the gospel. That's, that's a charge for all of us. We're all supposed to do that. Oh, yeah. However, there's some unguided youth today that they put their mindset, either being a a singer, being a musician, being a preacher, uh, being a pastor, being an evangelist. And that's not maybe what God has called them to do. Now he has called them to what? Be minister. Be ministers to go out and and talk about the good news. But then they set themselves up for this failure. And let me clarify what I said with that statement. He's called them to minister in that maybe they won't be an official pulpit minister, but in everything they do, they are called to minister. Yes, absolutely. And that's what we've all come to do. When I, when I think of a passion and, and, and desire for God, I think that it all starts with relationship. Yeah. You know, whenever we're both married and when we look at our wives, when we, we realized, Hey, I'm interested in this, this person, I, I, we build a relationship. We're passionate yeah. about that. We oh, have yeah. a desire. Our focus is there. <laughs> you know, whatever it brought it out, whether it was, you know, the 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 spiritual attraction, what yeah. you know, have how they worshiped God, um, how they treated others, there was a passion there. We noticed yeah. their passion too, and it aligned with ours. So in a world that we live in today where it seems that there are places, and I'm gonna be bold enough to say it, there are places that are apostolic or Pentecost that may not be still aligned with what it once was through that foundation, that it can be moved away. Uh, what's the Bible say? First love, mm-hmm. that first love. And, and that's so key because not losing track of the first love that showed you that there was a better way that showed you that your life is, there's more that more that can be brought out. There's more that can be invested and when they lose that first love, uh, they slowly and surely start to let things drift away. Well, love and passion, there's, there's they can sometimes be synonyms. Mm-hmm. And this isn't to beat a dead horse. And I've, I've gone over this with you and, and my brothers too many a times. But, you know, coming from a place that was dry and barren, yeah. you know, and 
having God be able to take me on a journey physically in this world to help me gain a more spiritual sense of what passion really is. Yeah. So we knew there was something missing. Oh yeah. You know, and there's a lot of people out there that are like, man, I, I live for God. I, I worship God with all my heart. I'm listening to the word, but something is missing. Something is not there, but I don't know what it is. I don't I know what it describe is. It. Right. And that's, that's the part of it that whenever I was able to get here and I still didn't have that link, but there was an aha spiritual moment for me yeah. when God was like, Hey, you know, I'm not going to take you backwards, but we've got to start at a beginning right now. Oh yeah. Mark Ward, you've got to be able to, to realize that this relationship that you thought you had, it's not that you are trying to put a facade on, but it's not where it's meant for me to be at. Oh yeah. I can't have you draw to me. I need you to, you know, draw to to where I am, not for me to draw to where you oh, are. Yeah. And so to realize that and let him finally be able to let go of that grasp, that clenched fist and just release, you know, is the biggest thing and say, okay, God, you're right. Teach me how to have a good relationship with you. Teach oh, me yeah. to be stronger spiritually. Teach me to be slow in anger. Teach me to have stronger faith. I agree. And whenever I was able to do that, I realized it's not about, it's not about singing. Uh-huh. It's not about a title no. of leading worship. It's not about being on a platform. It's about being no. the best for him. I agree. And and having our priority straight through our passion. So I'm I'm going to steal from somebody. Uh, but I had listened last week to a podcast where I believe it was Brother Doug White. Uh, I think it's Bishop Doug White mentioned. He has a book out. And I love this title. I've mm -hmm. never read the book, but I love this title. Do you want a ministry or do you want a pulpit? And there's a world of difference between the two because he highlights, mm. he highlights in there. Do you know how he got the ministry in the pulpit that he has right now of everything that spoke to his upbringing of his experience in the church of everything where he learned and, and was made what he was supposed to be? The thing that probably determined the most of who he is today is his altar, mm. the altar that he built. And he goes into the detail of having built an altar. Wow. And that altar is what determined his present ministry. Um, and not everybody's willing to pick up that altar or take that upon themselves because that, that means work. Mm -hmm. That means refinement. Absolutely. That means some things need to be burned out of you. Before your passion takes over. And we got to be shaken through it, right? We do. So one of the, one of our producers, he'll know what I'm talking about. Cause we're, we're going through this together through Renaissance Academy on um, January 20th. There was a, a lesson that talked about passion and about, you know, Hey, we've got to be careful because if, if here's the thing, if Lucifer had access to the guard, so he's pointing right now, he's feeling it. I'm yeah. telling you, cause I'm feeling it. We're getting goosebumps. Yeah. He knows where I'm going with this, but if Lucifer would had entry and access to the garden of Eden, yeah. Perfect place that God created. Yeah, yeah. But he had access. Yep. If he had access to Jesus. Oh, yeah. During his fasting, during the weakest part of his flesh before crucifixion. Oh, yeah. If he had access to God, what makes us any different right now? We aren't exempt. We are not exempt. We have to realize that if we our passions and our priorities are not set in the right place, we're going to fail. We are going to fail that if we do not let God 
have that relationship. If we don't let, if we don't draw to him and not get, Hey God, Hey, I want to be close to you, but I only can do it Mondays, Thursdays, other yeah. than just Sundays and Wednesdays. So yeah. I only can give you this amount. Of t- if we can say, God, I'm going to give it all to you. So De- Deuteronomy six um, says, hear, O Israel, the Lord, our God is one Lord. And thou shalt love the, the Lord, thy God with all of thine heart, with all of thy soul, with all thy might. And these words, which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house and when thou walkest by the way and when thou liest down and when thou rise. See, like right there, God did not have to put that verse seven in. Yeah. But he already said from, from that one part, with all of my, thy heart, with all, that's doing yeah. that at all times anyway, right? Yeah. His praise should continually be in our mouth. So I think that God had to emphasize what we needed to do, where, where we needed to be at through him. And, and for him to show us, hey, I don't want you to just love me. Oh, yeah. I need you to put me above all and to have a passion for me. I need you, that relationship to be so strong that there's nothing that can break those cords. Nothing. And I think that's where it's so, I literally broke down yesterday in tears with pastor. I had a meeting with him and I said, my heart is so heavy right now for, for backsliders. Yeah. I mean, it is so heavy, not just for those who don't know truth, but there's just something about someone. And I I guess I can relate that you live life knowing truth Mm -hmm. or brought into truth and you decide to leave it. Yeah. Because my priority wasn't where it needed to be. My heart wasn't where it needed to be to where I was on drawing to him instead of trying to bring him to me. Oh, yeah. I should have been going to him. And if we can get a church, not this physical church building, but the church body, the body to the say, you know what? I don't care. I don't care. I'm going to live for God with all my heart, all my mind, all my soul. If we can get to that point, oh yeah, what can God do? There is no limitation. The passion, that's what it's all about, getting that passion. There's nothing he can't do. He, um, I'm stumbling over my words here. I think this is the place that I'm supposed to mention this. Um in talking about passion, mm-hmm. I took about five minutes yesterday. I looked into something. There's a word that the Greeks use that has no modern day translation. Okay. And the closest translation we have is passion. Mm-hmm. And so I said, well, I'm curious. I'm a curious guy. So I believe the word is pronounced me raki. And it actually means to put something or to put yourself into something. Which is to say, you would think it has to do with grand things. You would think it has to do with big things. But this actually relates to things as small as preparing a meal. Mm. Maybe preparing a room. Maybe a Sunday school room. Maybe setting a table, if it's for yourself or for those that you're trying to reach out to in your home. This is something that says your passion should be seen in what you're putting yourself into. Are you passionate about the things of God? Are you putting yourself into the things of God? All of yourself. What better? If your life is but a vapor, but also something to be spent, what better thing to invest in than the kingdom? Yeah. With your life, with your family, with your time. 
I, and, and that's the biggest thing is that we have to look at this as, and I think the only way to look at this, and I can't even say an investment, to be honest with you, it should not be an investment. It really should. It should be a privilege. Yeah. Hey, I love this so much that I don't mind doing this, not to get paid, not because I want God to bless me for it, because I love God that much. I'm not asking God to give me this huge mansion in heaven. I just love him that much because he first loved me that much. He's been too good. If he doesn't bless me one more time, I'm so passionate about living for God that I'm okay with that. If I, if I get everything stripped away tomorrow, can I, you know, be at a point to where I'm already at the end where Job was at before yeah. God had to say, Hey, gird thyself up like a man. Yeah. Or do I have to be at that point? I want to be so passionate to where like, blessed be your name, God, though you give and take away, I'm still going to bless you. It's okay. Absolutely. It's okay. Because whether it's you or whether this is just a normal part of life to where everything is stripped away, you're still God. You're still good. To where the passion is so deep inside you that no matter what season of life you're in, you can't escape it. You don't want to. Mm -hmm. It's who you are. It's moved from something you do to who you are. Yep. So it's really allowing those desires, those things, those things that choke our spiritual life out. Like we were talking about, uh, even through the the worldly part of, of vines and things, but the spiritual part, if we allow... God's passion to shine through us, then what better way? We're going to fall in love. Let me ask a question. Just hit me. I'm going to ask you this. Go ahead. Do you feel that you love your wife more the first day that you said I love you to her or today? I truly believe I love my wife more today. And I can say that because when I first said it, I didn't know what all that entailed. Come on now. Talk to me. But now I know. (laughs) Yeah. Because I've had good days in my marriage and I've had bad. Yes. I've had very easy days and I've had very hard ones. Yeah. And so my love has had to grow to compensate for the times that I didn't see coming. Yeah. And so I understand that entirely. uh, How much deeper the love of God is than mine, but how much more my love for him grows. Because now I begin to understand Look at what he's done. Mm. I never imagined I'd be here. If you look at my life now versus my life 20 years ago, yeah. I would have laughed at you if you told me I'd be here. Mm-hmm. But now I'm here and I can only look back in amazement and say, I've got to praise him. And now if I have a good day, I've got to praise him. If I have a bad day, I've got to praise him. If I uh, worry about what's coming on Monday, I've got to praise him. And if I know that next week is taken care of, I've got to praise him. That's a part of everything I do because... I can't not praise him. I'm living on time that's not my own. My time is invested or whatever you want to call it accordingly. Yeah. And that's the point I was getting at is that through through those things, we, we've got to realize, we've got to realize, apologize for the, the, the noise, but we have to realize that that love is a choice for one. Oh, yeah. We choose to love. Yeah. We choose not to love. We choose if we're going to eat. Or not eat the relationship we choose. It's our God's given us that choice to say, Hey, the same in our marriage. Hey, I'm going to let you choose to decide how much you're going to love me and how much you're going to, how passionate, how much you're going to give to me. No, yeah. I'm going to let you decide that. I'm not going to tell you how you have to. I'm going to let you know that this is a law that you should love me with all thine heart, thy soul, thy mind, strength. But what is all your heart? 
What is all your mind, Sean? What is all your strength to God? And that's the biggest thing. It's different for each and every person. But the biggest part is saying, I choose not to make an excuse because an excuse is a lack of desire. God, I won't make an excuse to you of what I can't do. If you tell me that I need to do this, yeah. if you tell me that I need to give $1,000 a week well, in offering and I don't make $1,000, well, all I can say is, well, God, okay. You're going to make the way because he already knows what I have and I don't have. I agree. So that's a beautiful analogy because I'm brought to this time when we're standing in a camp meeting service just this last year, 2021. And I look over to brother and I, for whatever reason, I said, bro, I don't know if God's moved on you. I said, but if he's moved on you to give an amount, I recommend you do it. And he looked at me and he says, uh, he said, bro, I, the amount he said, I don't have. I said, um, um, can't hurt to write the check. Yeah. And just, we'll date it whenever he sends it, right? Yeah. So, with that being said, I know we got to wrap up here soon, but I just want to say this, that I, I truly believe that people just, in their minds, can't fathom what giving all to God means. And, you know, when we talked about fire, I, I want to I circle back around to end it in that too, saying... That it is a true known fact that a glowing ember that goes in the air can travel five miles before it goes out. Yeah. And if our passion for God is the same way, if we can, if we can be able to spread that passion and show others by, uh, you know, choosing to love him with everything we have and we choose to build our relationship stronger than we ever, I could never fathom what it would be like loving God more than my wife until, you know, just a three or four years ago, knowing yeah. that God showed and revealed to me, Hey, there's more to this thing with you and I, than you, you haven't even tapped into yet. Oh yeah. You know, so the same thing is to go with our passion. If we, if we don't put a limitation on our passion with God and just let it spread and show others, that's the biggest thing. We've got to let others see this. I We've got to let others see that there's more that they feel even in apostolic truth and Pentecostal, uh, there's more. There's more for them. There is so much more that God wants to do, but we have got to take the blinders off and say, Hey, it's not about us. It's not about the flash and the lights. It's not about the songs and the beats and the rhythms, but it's about what God can do. Absolutely. What God can do. Because he can do everything. Absolutely. We just let him work. We just got to let him work through it. That's all it is. Uh, but we are, we're going to wrap up this uh, first episode. We hope that uh, you all have enjoyed the conversation when passion shines through. Uh, we pr Our prayer for you is that you uh, continue to grow your relationship and do not put a limitation or a cap limit on how much that God can work through you and you can work for God. I do have one other thought, bro. Yes. And I'm sorry this is mm -mm. so last minute, but Go right ahead. I think it pertains. Yeah. And I'm going to say the scripture and then I'm going to explain it a little bit and it won't take more than a few minutes. In Acts 1, uh, verse 2, it says, Until the day in which he was taken up, after that he through the Holy Ghost was given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom he also showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs, being seen of them forty days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. And being assembled together with them, commanded that they would not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, ye have heard of me. Mm -hmm. 
there's three things I want to highlight. There's three individual scriptures. The Acts 1, 2, he spoke of the Holy Ghost. In Acts 1, 4, he spoke of the promise to come, which you three theologians obviously understand those to be the same thing. But I want to put a point here that in the verse in between there is the only time in Scripture the word passion in singular is ever used. And so I would highlight that somewhere between the Holy Ghost and the promise being received, either for yourself and your own life or for the lives of others, you're probably going to have to put some passion in there. Man, that's so good. And I'm glad you added that because we needed to hear that. Uh, I needed to hear that. You know, uh, we do. We just, we've got to be passionate for, for God. And we, we can't limit that. We can't put a limitation on it. We just can't. Um, but let's pray real quick. God, we love you today. Thank you, Father. God, do not let us start this year with resolutions, God, but let us get revelation of who you are and what you want in our lives. God, that we would desire a real relationship with you with no limitations to say, God, how far I need to go, I'll go. Wherever you ask me to, whatever you ask me to do, I'll do, God. God, that I don't want to put a limitation that I can have the Spirit, God, pick me. Let me do a work for you, whatever it may be. Let me have a desire and a passion stronger than I've ever had before and have a realization, God, that you are coming soon. God, we need you today. I ask that you touch every listener. I ask that you move amongst every person that hears this and let them get a revelation of you, God. And we praise you for it. In your name, Jesus, amen. Thank you for listening to Everybody I Know. And remember... In a world that's focused on itself, please take some time this week, focus on Jesus.